Republicans are professional rake steppers. This week, they held more hearings where Democrats exposed just how radical and just how extreme and incompetent the modern-day MAGA Republican Party is. Thank you, GOP, for showing us all what not to be. Speaking of, George Santos. George Santos, a symbol of how far the GOP has fallen, a liar, a criminal, a MAGA Republican. They all basically mean the same thing. George (laughs) Santos, we've been calling it here. We've been saying it over three months ago. We said he would be criminally indicted by the Department of Justice. In about three months, and I would say our prediction was right on target and rightfully so, we will go over those charges here on this episode. CNN decided, heck, let's host a fascist Trump rally in New Hampshire and call it a town hall where, with very little pushback, let's let him go full fascist. So Donald Trump mocked E. Jean Carroll after losing in federal court to her. He defended his Access Hollywood tapes. He called a black police officer who protected the Capitol building on January 6th a thug. He called the interviewer, Caitlin Collins, nasty. He announced he would pardon most January 6th insurrectionists. He announced he would not provide funding to Ukraine if he was elected. He encouraged the GOP to force America to default on its debt. He spread more election lies, and he lied on just about everything in front of a crowd of 400 Trump supporters. And then CNN bragged about making news, that they made the news after the event. I'm not sure they know what their role is but when you it put it was, like that it sounds pretty bad i'm just gonna say it was really really despicable also donald trump's former top lawyer jenna ellis how's she how's she anybody's former top lawyer but you get the lawyer you deserve well she's apparently missing like she's essentially vanished according to a new federal court filing in the defamation case against Rudy Giuliani by plaintiffs Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. Their lawyers say they believe Jenna Ellis has fled Colorado. She may be hiding in her mom's basement somewhere in Florida, but the private investigators the plaintiffs hired to try to find her can't locate her, and she continues to evade service. Sounds about right. Donald Trump, during his trial, he flees to Scotland and Ireland. I think Jenna Ellis is just taking a page out of the cowardly fascist playbook. Also, E. Jean Carroll's lawyer may be filing a new defamation lawsuit for E. Jean Carroll against Donald Trump after Love he that. made Love a that. ton of additional horrific defamatory statements against E. Jean Carroll since losing the federal trial and a jury awarding E. Jean Carroll $5 million. I'll break down for you why I think the existing verdict will make it very easy for E. Jean Carroll to prevail in a future defamation case against Donald Trump. This and more on the Midas Touch podcast. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Brett and Jordy. I'm back in California. 
been traveling the entire country. It's good to see you both here. That's why in some of the hot takes, you may have seen me like in like 20 different locations. I walk around with like all of my equipment and people <laughs> people are wondering what I'm doing. And I got to, you know, got to explain it's for the Midas Plate. Might be time to get your travel mic, Ben. But as a little bit of like, where in the world has Ben Micellus over the past? Where in week, the world is Ben? Every time you opened up the hot take, you just didn't know what to expect, people. But I'm still in Long Island, and I'm just saying, folks. Like when I was in London, that's when uh, Boris Johnson actually had to resign mm -hmm. as prime minister. Mm -hmm. I come to Long Island, George Santos, our hometown congressman, and oh my gosh, does it pain me so much to to have to say that our hometown congressman, George Santos, ugh indicted, arrested, arraigned at the local federal courthouse. You know, I thought about going. I'm happy I didn't because he sort of hid in the beginning, but I really did th think about going just to see like maybe I'd catch Santos and have some choice words for him. But what a week, a week of justice, by the way, too. Like I think mm -hmm. we all needed this week of justice after a rough couple of weeks, seeing Trump held liable for his actions, seeing Santos arrested and arraigned, watching that horrific town hall however last night oh my goodness we'll get into that but jordy so great to see you jordy and i are like run room next to each other right now yeah doing, yeah Jay? i'm doing well hey and and it, and it continues I'm, I'm finding more pictures of the brothers <laughs> it's, it's, it's my goal is every episode now that i'm on long island to just find more pictures of the ben i still need to find one of me and you here's me and brett uh not sure exactly what we're doing i think we're showing off the gun show over there uh but Super excited and good, uh, good muscles. Yeah, <laughs> where did you get these pictures? How did it? <laughs> they just kind of they just, they just kind of show up. Ben and I spend the time like researching the outline, trying to get you all the content for the show. And Jordy's just looking for ways to embarrass the brothers. I think that's the, the theme of, of how these shows go. But it's all, you know, it. it's, it's all an important part of the show. So. Look, I think the theme of this show is the importance of law and order versus lawlessness. And we've seen that contrast this week, right? We've seen what the justice system is supposed to look like. We've seen intelligent, competent lawyers like E. Jean Carroll's, people like special counsel Jack Smith, people like Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, people like New York Attorney General Letitia James, people like the Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis, people who take their jobs seriously in support of law and order. And then we've contrasted that with people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, mm -hmm. George Santos, Donald Trump, Jenna Ellis. Those are the modern day MAGA Republicans. That is what the party is. And as we've always talked about here, it is a combination of fascism meets idiocracy. And thankfully, the fascism is anchored in idiocracy, which restrains its reach because the intent is truly apocalyptic and it's only restrained by the fact that these MAGA Republicans are complete and total idiots. And we should be thankful for that, but we should also call it out at each and every turn and we need to show that contrast. And so I like that President Biden's got his kind of quick response team ready to go in the campaign. And so within just mm -hmm. moments of that town hall, or maybe about 12 hours, so a little bit longer than moments, but within about one, though, during the town hall, actually, I noticed, but this is like the more polished one. 
the more polished one within, you know, about 12 hours after the town hall, Biden was out with an ad about different priorities. And the split screen shows what Donald Trump was talking about at the town hall and compares it to what President Biden is talking about to the American people. If we have that clip, can we, can we play that right now, Bert? We should grow the economy from the middle out and the bottom up, not the top down. Getting rid of uh, Roe v. Wade was an incredible thing. I was able to do it, and I was very honored to do it. The past two years, we've created a record 12.7 million new jobs. January 6th, it was the largest crowd I've ever spoken to. They were there with love in their heart. That was an unbelievable, and it was a beautiful day. The price of insulin went from four, five, six hundred bucks a month down to $35 a month. They saved the government $160 billion. It was a rigged election. We had a rigged election. I thought it was a rigged election. The election was rigged. That election was rigged. Four more years. Four, four more years. As President Biden says, don't compare me to the almighty. Compare me to the alternative and uh, the 2024 election and in general, the political party, uh, how, how they've split. It's all about choices. And there is a choice between democracy and normalcy and intelligence. And uh, look, do Democrats get it right all the time? Do I agree with them on everything? No. But are they trying to at least address the issues and and, and taking their best shot mm-hmm. at trying to resolve it and grappling with reality? Yes. And meanwhile, you got MAGA Republicans talking uh, whatever Donald Trump wants the cult to talk about, they talk about. So they've got to talk about in, in, in 2023, rather than talking about jobs and rather than talking about health care, rather than talking about equality, they're, they're talking about the 2020 election and Donald Trump whining like a little freaking baby about about the 2020 election spreading conspiracies like that's what you have like that's all they talk about like in 2023 because they're freaking losers right. and I think we have to use that language I mean you know we have to call them out as being just complete liars deranged losers and fascists and look this MAGA base represents about 15 if i'm being generous 20% of the american you know electorate and yet we see time and time again large media networks want to present the both sides of it and act like that's just generally where america stands on the issue um when it is just just absolutely not and i know we're going to show some videos now of comparing the choice between what are Democrats talking about? And again, what are the professional rake stepper MAGA Republicans talking about? So let's talk about rake steppers, shall we? Professional rake steppers. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. Wow. You guys didn't know we had theme songs now, did we? <laughs> I love yeah, for- that. Wow. I got I got to say, we have the greatest fans on the planet. I got to give a huge shout out to Shandy Creek, who sent that to me. Shandy Creek Music. Yo, shout and out to Shandy. On YouTube, her partner in rhymes name is Carmen G. She's a rapper, Carmen beat maker, and an awesome oh. painter. Uh, so shout out to 755 Media and Shandy Creek Music Production for that Rake Steppers jingle, Hilarious. which I'm going to use all the time. That was Oh, epic. that's a staple. And, that's officially a staple of the show. And they just can't stop stepping on rakes, these people. Because, mm-hmm. Ben, like you said... 
you don't they don't believe in anything so they fall for everything and they consistently try to just shovel bs out there and they consist continuously throw those rakes out there and inevitably there is nothing there so once they arrive the rake smacks them in the face every single time and one of the interesting things now in the post tucker carlson fox era in the post dominion uh major settlement era is you now see a little more pushback even from fox on a lot of these things like mm -hmm. you still have the people like hannity and maria bartiromo who are pushing the bs constantly but you see some of these other reporters actually trying to like pretend to be reporters a little bit now and actually call these republicans out and that to me is like i feel like i'm living in the twilight zone between fox calling these republicans out and cnn bringing all the maga people on and trying to court the maga base i just feel like I am living in the upside down at this moment in time. Well, we have some of the clips that we have the clip, for example, of uh, Steve Ducey to James Comer, right? Because remember this week, James Comer said, we will be revealing a report that shows blockbuster evidence and whistleblower this and whistleblower that that shows Joe Biden was engaged in a bribery scheme. And then they all went with that Joe bribery. They called him. They just defame him like they just lie. They just completely make it up and they have absolutely no evidence about it. So where they now leaned on is we should just infer like, let's just infer bribery. Like, let's let, let's just make it up, in other words. And here in this clip, Steve Ducey says to James Comer, like, yeah, but like, you don't have any facts, though, right? Here, play this clip. I know the Republicans said that the smoking gun were these financial records that you uh, were able to subpoena and got your hands on. They'd show that some of the president's relatives were paid more than $10 million from foreign sources between 2015 and 2017. Uh, and, and your party, uh, the Republican investigators say that that's proof of uh, influence peddling by Hunter and James. But that's just your suggestion. You don't actually have any facts to that to that point. You've got, you've got some circumstantial evidence. And the other thing is, of all those names, the one person who didn't profit is uh, there's no evidence that Joe Biden did anything illegally. Well, if you look at the, the laptop and the emails between the president's son and his associates, they went to great lengths to hide Joe's involvement. This is what they've been talking about, that they've got the goods, that they've got the evidence that, you know, and it's just more let's infer, let's infer. And here, this is on Fox Business, too, by the way, where it says uh, where they asked Ron Johnson, MAGA Republican, OK, well, where's the quid pro quo? And Johnson's like, well, it's a difficult thing to prove. So let's just. Let's just infer and let's just make it up. Here, play this clip. These events, where is the quid pro quo? What are whistleblowers and more bank documents now showing alleging bar bribery there and, and more? What do you say? What do you see? Well, again, that, that is a difficult thing to prove. It's really not. It's really not a difficult <laughs> thing to prove. <laughs> like, it, it, it really isn't. Like, Come on. you could prove, like, if, if it existed, you had the most weaponized DOJ where Donald Trump had Bill Barr specifically kill investigations into Trump and go after all of his political adversaries every single day, and they couldn't find it. Now they're regurgitating the same exact BS from like eight years ago that they talked about then. And, and by the way, a lot of this time when the family made money, like Biden wasn't wasn't in office. Like Trump was in office. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like 2019, 2018. It was like he was 
Unlike Donald Trump, who while he was in office, his kids made like $650 million Mm -hmm. while he was in office. And while there were clear quid pro quos taking place. And Um, then again, I was going to say, being, you know, kind of out of my normal element and being on the East Coast and kind of living between multiple different homes at the moment uh, while I'm away, I've been subject to a lot more local news. And I see why they do these wild goose chases, because the way they're covered on the local news is very matter of factly. And it I, it makes me want to throw the remote across the room every time I see these stories, because they will just report something like, and House Republicans have opened a, uh, oh, has opened a probe into a alleged Biden bribery scheme. More on that at 11. And then and move on to the next story. And that's all they want. All they want is the headline. All they want is the Biden bribery. They want that connection. And then, of course, you have New York Post. You have all these periodicals start running with that right away. And they cover themselves because they say, GOP says, a whistleblower says to like not have it be upon them so that they don't get sued and that the Republicans are protected by the rules of Congress. And it's just absolute BS. And they obviously just want to try to draw this false equivocation between them and uh well between trump and biden and be like look Mm -hmm. they're both they're just both Mm -hmm. corrupt you know like look it's just everybody look you think trump is bad look at what biden's doing you think oh kushner you're looking over here look over there it's like the movie what was it up with with squirrel when they would go squirrel squirrel and then the dog would look like that's what they do to their followers and that's what they try to do to gaslight the united states of america over and over and over and you could go back to benghazi you could go back to every single one of these republican investigations over decades and decades and decades they all are the same they all end in absolutely nothing i mean even look at the last hunter biden you know thing when they had the special prosecutor and that ended in absolutely nothing. They constantly try this just to muddy the waters and push BS and conspiracies out there when they have absolutely nothing. It's just straight up defamation and slander. Like it it's straight up defamation. And by the way, I no, it is. It, it is. It is. It is. It is. But Brett, first off, deep movie cut, like like really excellent movie reference. Squirrel up. You know, I haven't seen that one in, 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 in quite some time. So Great good movie. job. Good, good, good job on that. And then, no, and on a more serious note, you know, they're doing it because they want to make it a horse race, right? The, these stations are doing this because they want to make it seem like the race is much closer than it is. You know, I always say all the time, hey, give, give Comer the mic. Give Marjorie Taylor Greene the mic. Let them speak. Because when these people speak, the Jim Jordans, the Matt Gateses, I mean, overwhelmingly, the American people disagree with what they have to say and not just like disagree like oh that um, no I don't necessarily agree with that like like yo you're crazy person and I don't want you anywhere near my government when you have the microphone and you're in charge of legislating me my family and the people who I love so let them speak the media is going to continue to make this a horse race and I implore our audience don't get fooled don't be fooled by these weird I, polls that you see that honestly Jay, like this is good. yep it's also laziness Honestly, it's laziness in a lot of these local news cases. Sure. And, you know, I'm not saying all local it's the news lowest hanging fruit. About, it's but, the lowest but, hanging fruit. But they why investigate? Why go deeper into the story when you could just grab the headline? Their show is divided into blocks. They need five minutes for weather. 
They need five minutes for sports. They mm-hmm. need five minutes for the local news, the stabbings, the murders, the stuff they're going to scare people with. Mm-hmm. And they need five minutes for national politics. And they need that tease in the beginning that quickly summarizes all three of them. And they just plug it in like a puzzle every night, you know, with, yeah. without without deeper. And, and I'm sure it. we'll get to this later in the show about Santos. But like, we're very data driven. Our audience knows and the Midas Mighty knows we're very data driven. We are on record saying, hey, you know, criminally like Santos will will eventually get in trouble for all of the things that he's done. But no, none of the legacy media was really calling him out on that. They would just use him as a prop in order to get ratings and bring him on their station without really giving a deep dive, you know, just 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 assertion into what was going on. Like like like, like the facts matter. The truth matters. And when you have the facts on your side, it's it's imperative that the media actually does their job. Because when they don't do their job, it creates a dumb society. And that's a frustrating place to be in because we care about this country. The Midas Mighty cares about this country. And, and I want this country to succeed. But when the media does the laziest, absolute lowest hanging fruit work that they can do, well, what are you left with? You're left with a horse and pony show. You're left with a horse race of, oh, this side says this and this side says that. No, there's only one truth at the end of the day. It was you weren't ascertained. I just made up. You made up a few words there. <laughs> <laughs> enough, Jordy's no entered a few new words and phrases into the lexicon. I'm it's trying. Okay. I'm trying. It, it, it happens. No, it, was, it was. It was. It was great. I. I, I would only. I, I wasn't going to even correct you until you just asked me. Um, was the only reason why I said anything. But look, I think the format. I don't think all formats, Jordy, of giving them the mic is the right format though. And and the format is actually very important. So with respect to Donald Trump at this event, um, in the- I'm generally against the idea because the media isn't able to really figure out how you actually grapple with and, and, and deal with Trump. But under the right circumstances, with the right person who can ask the right questions, with the right, with a fair kind of audience, with someone who can push back, who can fact check right away, You'll have to be very prepared because there's so much lies that take place. In theory, I'm open to the idea of, okay, you, you can do an interview with almost anyone. The problem about this interview is the whole thing was actually done in a way that I think traumatized the American totally. that, that totally. traumatized the American people. And, and they and they like lied. Like it wasn't a, a town hall insinuates that it is kind of a group of uh, a cross section of the population right and and you're at you're getting questions from you know lots of different people with lots of different views and you're in search of the truth right it wasn't a town hall part of the deal that cnn entered into with donald trump is they were going to find 400 of his supporters they advertised through the new hampshire gop and they mm-hmm. found a bunch of trumpers to be in the audience who oh. would kind of laugh and mock sexual assault victims and E.G. and Carroll, who would laugh at the idea of giving aid to Ukraine, who would laugh when Donald Trump mocked the interviewer, Caitlin Collins, and she was she she didn't push back. Occasionally she she responded and kind of fact checked. As well as she could do. But 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 not the way you Under should. And and that's my overall kind of And no, Ben, let me just clear this up really quick though, because that's not that that I I just want to be clear. The town hall was an egregious misuse uh, of of time and and of of the public space right there. All I'm saying there is the proverbial mic. 
like when Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to go off on her, you know, do do a selfie style video or when she wants to say some, you know, dumb stuff during during Congress or whatnot. Let her speak there. I'm saying what CNN did could not agree with you more. What an egregious misuse of the media. And, and like, let's talk about a format, though, that I think where you could really expose these professional rake steppers. Cue the music one more time. Professional rake steppers. Professional rake steppers. <laughs> oh, I tell you. So good. So good. One of the, so one of the, one of the hearings that uh, the MAGA Republicans held this week is a hearing on environmental, social, and governance, ESG, the investing criteria that private businesses are not forced to use, but if they believe that will help with their own shareholder value to be focused on doing things that's not, that aren't going to destroy uh, the environment and things that will promote equality those are things that will destroy your investments also like let's let's break it down to the brass tacks let's get between let's even go past like the values based argument of this if you are investing your money with you know an investment bank with, with an investor right they're they're using your money and they are looking at the future and they see that a company that you are investing in may be impacted heavily by climate change, may be impacted heavily by a variety of issues that are affecting the nation and are affecting the world. All they are trying to do is say, you know what, At least you should disclose those risks to the investor when you put their money in those companies. That's it. It's actually a really important thing for investors because you don't wanna go and put your money in an industry that gets completely eviscerated and wiped out by the climate crisis or in any of a number of other crises. But because Republicans don't even believe those crises exist and don't want to even acknowledge science in its most basic form, they want to tell these companies ultimately that they are not even allowed to consider that when they go to invest. They're not even allowed they to They want consider. the government. Yeah, the they government. want to use they the government, government to force they want the government to force private companies not to even consider ESG. I mean, what is what is more anti-business than that? But again, this is a tale of contrast, right? Going back to what Biden says, you know, don't compare me to the to, to the Almighty. Politicians are flawed, but let's compare to the alternative. So first. Let's take a look at this video of Lauren Boebert, who basically just says woke a bunch of times and then invokes Anheuser-Busch and Disney and Nike, like iconic American you know, companies or just iconic companies in general, and says how woke they are. Here, play this clip. Uh, as we have heard today, there are numerous concerns related to so-called environmental, social, and governance policies being uh, indoctrinated into accounts by woke asset managers. Today's hearing will help us better understand what Congress can do to ensure that activist stakeholders will not encourage woke corporate activism as we have seen recently with Anheuser-Busch, Disney, and even Nike. Because as we all know around here, when you go woke, you go broke. I mean, you don't. I don't even know what that is. You're just doing a poem. Okay, let's compare that, though, to uh, Katie Porter, the Democrat. So you saw Lauren Boebert, MAGA Republican, 
Let's show you Democrat uh, Katie Porter from the Orange County area in California. Play this clip. It's very important to be clear with the American people. The Labor Department's rule does not impose a mandate. It permits fiduciaries to consider ESG standards if they believe those considerations are prudent in their decision making and what the information is they want to provide investors. There's no mandate under the Department of Labor. And I think these antitrust concerns are at best misplaced. There is simply no evidence that there is a violation of the Sherman Act going on. Um, There's no evidence that this is what's happening. It is up to each of these companies um, to these initiatives are no different than other initiatives that corporations have that come together. These are private actors making their decision. It is, it strains credulity for me to hear people suggest that BlackRock is some kind of leftist commie organization for crying out loud. BlackRock is about delivering value. And in doing that, they are looking at a lot of different kinds of propositions about value, including good governance, including the effect that climate change may have on their bottom line. That's the whole point. This is about freedom. That's what we're talking about. Capitalism delivers freedom. And that happens when markets let people choose what they want. That's all that you're trying to block here. You're trying to block people from looking at disclosures that they find valuable. If they don't find them valuable, don't look at them. And I think capitalism is about choices. I heard you say you do too, so I hope you'll reconsider your policy. The guests there, by the way, uh, who are testifying are election-denying MAGA Republican attorney generals who in their Republican states are implementing or will be implementing policies that attack the businesses in their states that have ESG or diversity and equity policies. Like the MAGA Republicans are such a fascist movement. They, they they're, that they just spew the fashion. Like, like wait, it just wait, 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 wait. You're telling me those weren't e- economists or uh, invest- as investment experts? These were atter- MAGA attorney generals who wanted to overthrow the election and want to ban diversity and equality? That's in- interesting. interesting. Yeah, but meanwhile, like in another hearing, you know, one of the witnesses that I think the, you know, that are called by the kind of Democratic Party, Dr. Cynthia Miller Idris, Idris, an award-winning author and scholar of extremism and radicalization and founding director of polarization and extremism. You know, she was brought in there, but the MAGA Republicans wanted to grill her, right? And basically be like, so you hate Trump supporters. And again, let's just compare here Marjorie Taylor Greene in in this hearing. And then I'm going to show you a Democrat going back to the ESG hearing. But this is a different hearing, but let me show you Marjorie Taylor Greene here. Play the clip. Miller, just, just real quick, I'm I'm out of time, but would you consider Trump ex- Trump supporters extremists? We are worried about violent extremism, so that to the extent, not about what people believe, but to the extent that they're moving toward violence. Trump supporters specifically. If they're calling for violence, it doesn't matter to me who they support. I haven't seen any. By the way, there's a great rally in Iowa this weekend. If you want to study uh, people on the right and what they believe, yeah. you'll find secure borders, freedom of speech. Gentlemen's um, time. No Thank crime. No crime. I mean, it, it, they are incredibly incredibly dangerous and just very weird and just, again, idiocracy, fascism anchored by idiocracy. So compare 
these MAGA Republicans. Let me show you a clip right now. I'll show you two. Let me show you first. Let me show you Democratic superstar Jared Moskowitz, who hits back at the GOP and asks, really, this is where you think the government should be involved in here? Play this clip. I'm pretty sure I just saw, you know, some of my colleagues, sell, you know, going out and, you know, shooting Bud Light cans because, you know, they didn't like what Bud Light was doing. Do, should we have government mandate that they got to go invest in, in Bud Light because we want to support Bud Light? I mean, that's what, that's what you guys are advocating. Uh, I mean, I just, it's really kind of, it's really kind of crazy. And so, you know, I don't know what we're doing here, Mr. Chairman. Um, you know, I, this is part one. There's going to be a part two. I mean, part one was just so fascinating. I can't wait for, for part two. Um, but, you know, this committee has not taken any action on gun violence. We want to talk about a deadly weapon. This committee has not looked at all into AR-15s or deadly weapons or school shootings or mass shootings. I mean, you, you, you think parents in this country care about ESG? No, they care about dropping their kid off at a movie theater or at a mall, uh, you know, or at school. Uh, they don't care about ESG. You know, th this is stuff that, like, 10% of Twitter cares about, okay? Uh, and so I just want to know when we're going to get serious here. Ten percent of Twitter. You no, know, I love that comment because so honestly, right. well, first off, Moskowitz Rookie of the Year. Is there, there's got to be a Rookie of the Year award for Congress. Yo, that's pretty funny. We yeah. should. We, if there's <laughs> not we one Rookie of the Year, Moskowitz for, Moskowitz for Rookie of the Year. This guy brings it every single hearing. He is there. He is on it with the clapbacks, with the facts, and always taking the focus back to the things that matter, which to me is the most important part about all of it. But I love that he brought up that Twitter line right there, because honestly, so much of the Republican Party lives on Twitter. These politicians mm -hmm. like Marjorie Taylor, we spoke a few weeks ago about this concept that these Republicans are just terminally online and they say things where if you actually said them to people on the street, like so Twitter true. references, they'd be like, people would be like, what the heck are you talking about? What are you talking about? But they like use this to dictate policy for the United States of America. And I want, as you watch all these clips, as you see Lauren Boeberg going, the woke companies and the woke this, the woke that, the woke that. And you see the actual intelligence of people like Katie Porter and Jared Moskowitz and other Democrats over here. Remember, these are the people making decisions over your lives. Mm -hmm. Lauren Boebert over here wants to decide how you invest your money. Just think about that. Do you think Lauren Boebert should decide your investments? Nope. That's a scare. That's a scary, scary thought. I'll tell you or, why they use Twitter so much too is because it's the only place, Brett, to your point, that they could find anyone to agree with these very hateful viewpoints. These Russian bots or whomever the fact on Twitter, that's the only place in the world where that they could get some sort of at least perceived agreement for all of their hatred. Because to your point, if they're walking up to the average Joe on the street, that person's going to look at them like they got four heads. Like, what are you talking about? Well, you, for, you forget they live in there. gerrymandered districts with people who agree with them, Jordy. So like <laughs> like the, the people around them agree with them, but they do live in bubbles. Everyone kind of lives in bubbles, honestly, but they draw the maps in a way. If you look at Jim Jordan's district, he, the, the map is drawn in the craziest way so that all the people in his district, a lot of them think like Jim Jordan, and that's their strategy. Point. When they go out, when they go to meetings, th these are the things that they do hear from people. So, you know, I think we should be careful about saying the American people, the American people overall, because the people who they are encountering on a daily basis are the people who CNN to 
decided to put in the audience. There's mm-hmm. a very small percentage of the population, but it's who they are interacting with every day. And I think they are also deluded into thinking that they are the majority when they are so not because they don't trust experts. They don't trust data. They don't trust the numbers. They only trust anecdotal things, which are what they, what are their interactions, which are Twitter and their districts with the people who come to their rallies and their, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I want to show you this. Uh, Jamie Raskin, Democrat, says, really, the, the, you're focused on ESG? I mean, you, you, you don't want to focus on the fact that Jared Kushner got like $650 million from like the Saudis here. Play this clip. Nobody should think, by the way, that this movement is striking a blow against global elites, which we've heard a lot about today. If you're interested in that, you should join our investigation into Donald Trump and Jared Kushner, who brought home $2 billion, not million, $2 billion from Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates for a company he created the day after the Trump administration ended. So don't talk to me about global elites. That's the Trump family business trafficking in global elites and their businesses. And he collected millions of dollars in unconstitutional foreign emoluments from Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, Indonesia, Egypt, a whole bunch of countries that patronized his hotels and his golf courses. So I don't want to be lectured to by anybody about global elites because I was here for the four years of the Trump administration. We were all here too for those four years and we remember what took place. And again, It's law and order Democrats versus lawlessness, MAGA Republicans, fascism anchored by idiocracy. Speaking of which, we got to talk about this George Santos indictment. We got to talk about Donald Trump's lawyer, Jenna Ellis, just completely missing. Let's let's break down a little bit. We won't have to go over all of it. This fascist Trump rally that CNN thought it would be wise to host. It was just uh, completely, completely disgusting and more. But let's just take a quick break. Now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Mosh. As the years progress, it's so important to stay on top of your mental health and fitness. Frankly, life gets busy. And sometimes you end up sacrificing good foods and snacks for unhealthy ones strictly because they may seem more convenient. Now, whether at the gym, on the go, or between meals with the fam, Mosh Protein Bars are the smart snack to keep your brain and body fit, fueled, and feeling good. With six delicious flavors, each Mosh Bar comes packed with 12 grams of protein and made with ingredients that support brain health, like ashwagandha, lion's mane, collagen, and omega-3s. At 160 calories and only one gram of sugar, Mosh Protein Bars are the guilt-free snack your brain and body will crave. Your brain, it's your number one tool, which is why Mosh Protein Bars were mindfully formulated by some of the world's top neuroscientists and functional nutritionists. Founded by Patrick Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver, Mosh is a mission-driven brain health and wellness company that donates a portion of all proceeds to support women's brain research through the Women's Alzheimer's Movement at Cleveland Clinic. I absolutely love Mosh Protein Bars. They're delicious. They're savory. They're the perfect smart snack to keep your brain and body fit, fueled, and feeling good. We're constantly doing different videos or podcasts here or just a bunch of different tasks. So I'm able to enjoy Mosh Protein Bars easily and enjoyably throughout the day whenever I need it. Don't settle with a mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and mind with the fuel it needs to succeed. So whether you're at the gym, on the go, or just living your best life, Mosh Protein Bars will keep your brain and body fit-fueled and feeling good. 
Head to moshlife.com slash Midas to save 20% off plus free shipping on your first six count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six count trial pack, which includes all six mouthwatering flavors. M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash Midas. I have a big family, and that means there's usually a lot of trash left over by the time the work week comes to an end. And frankly, I used to feel a bit guilty about this, but then I got a Lomi. Now that I have a Lomi, it's changed the way I think about my food waste. First off, Lomi transforms my garbage into gold at the push of a button. Lomi's a countertop electric composter that turns food scraps to dirt in just under four hours. Now, I love composting. Plus, it's made cooking at home even more fun. There's no more food rotting in my garbage and smelling up the kitchen. Thanks to Lomi, I only have to take out the trash once a week. And it's a hassle-free, mess-free experience. No more leaking bags. Here's something cool too. I turn my waste into nutrient-rich dirt that I feed to my plants, lawn, or garden. That means it's not going to landfills and producing methane gas. I get to help the environment and make my life easier. And all the food scraps, plant clippings, and even those leftovers I forgot in the back of the fridge, they go back into my garden, helping me grow more nutritious food right from the backyard. I learned that food waste makes up a huge portion of our personal carbon footprint. And by reducing the amount of food that I send to a landfill, I'm helping to do my part for this planet while also feeding my garden. Now, whether you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just grow a beautiful garden, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com slash Midas and use the promo code Midas to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to L-O-M-I dot com slash Midas and use the promo code Midas at checkout. Thank you, Lomi, for sponsoring this. Welcome right back. On, right on, right on. Great ad reads, Jordy. Welcome Gotta love back. those sponsors, man. Hey, if you're interested, if you're in the market, go check out the description right now. If you're watching on YouTube, we have the links right there. You can go right there. Hyperlink. It really helps the show. If you're listening on the audio podcast, same thing. Check the description in the audio pod and click those links. It helps the show. So George Santos criminally indicted out of the Eastern District of New York, uh, Department of Justice. Uh, he was arrested in Central Islip uh, in the courthouse over there. Uh, apparently, three anonymous donors uh, basically posted his bail for $500,000. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, a- everything he does is completely shady. Harlan Pro. I want to go back, though, because we do spend a painstaking amount of time analyzing the various data points. So when we make predictions, ultimately, like here's when we think the Manhattan District Attorney was going to criminally uh, Mm -hmm. indict. Mm -hmm. Here's why we thought that there wasn't going to be a red wave. We put together just, I think, a clip of we had been doing all the videos on on the whole Santo saga. Um, and let's play this, though, just so you see how we analyzed this about three months ago. Play this clip. Stay tuned. It's my expectation. Again, I've been pretty good on these predictions, and no one's being so bold as to make this prediction yet, but I think you'll see an indictment, based on my own opinion, based on the data that I've seen, an indictment in the next 60 or 90 days of Santos for campaign finance-related violations. He's going to get indicted. He's going to get indicted soon. It's only going to get worse. Every day it's drip, 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 drip. What's the next drip? And this just shows you what a horrific 
leader Kevin McCarthy is. There's so many campaign finance violations. He's going to be prosecuted for that. It's just a matter of when, not if. Here's the thing. Santos is going to get criminally indicted soon. Where did the money come from? Show me the money. And that is what we all need to be laser focused on. He's still lying to this day. He's still committing more campaign finance crimes while he tries to cover up his past campaign finance crimes. And that's why this is all going to catch up to him. And you can't escape justice when it's numbers, when it's finance. This is how the government gets you on this stuff. And this in particular is how politicians have gone down throughout history. It's a follow the money game. DOJ said, hold off. Hold off. Don't don't go there yet, because we're doing we got this. OK, which usually signals imminent indictments and an ongoing criminal investigation there. We know Santos is being criminally investigated by everybody, state, local, federal, international prosecutors committed crimes in Brazil. So, you know, this is signaling that indictments are coming. And like the loser that he is, though, we have the video of George Santos. Uh, after he was indicted on these 13 federal counts, basically doing the exact MAGA playbook, right? It's it, it's just another version of Trump. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it's really pathetic. Here's a clip of him saying, "Oh, it's a witch hunt. It's it's a witch hunt. Everybody, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, laptop. Play the clip. Look, this is the beginning of the ability for me to address and defend myself." We have an indictment. We have all. We have the information that the government wants to come after me on, and I'm going to comply. I've been compliant throughout this entire process. I have no desire not to comply at this point. They've been gracious in there. Now I'm going to have to go and fight to defend myself. The reality is, is I'm sorry, it's a witch hunt because <laughs> it, it makes no sense that in four months, four months, five months, I'm indicted. You have Joe Biden's entire family receiving deposits from nine, nine family members receiving money from foreign, from foreign destinations into their bank accounts. That clip took like a very like bipolar turn really quickly. Like I wasn't even sure if it was the same clip. Like I was like, is that, is that the one, you know, he starts off the clip kind of semi-normal. Like he's like, look, they were very gracious in there. We're collecting the information. The thing about this is it's a witch hunt. And, you know, like like the MAGA <laughs> like, snaps. The MAGA kicked in. MAGA thing yeah. snapped and he's like, it's a witch hunt. Joe Biden, like he 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 lost talking the point, plot. talking point. Yeah, you know, you know what I love about this though, actually, is besides it's kind of enjoyable to watch him freak out and squirm a little bit, and you know that he's incredibly distraught out there, and and he's well, definitely deserves it. Um, but Santos using the witch hunt language and the Trump language, even mm-hmm. though it always sounds ridiculous coming from Trump itself, coming from Santos, it just shows you how hollow everything that they say is when right. you hear this man's defense, who is so obviously guilty who has so obviously committed these crimes who is one of the single if not the biggest fraud ever to be in the united states congress or the united states government when you hear him saying witch hunt witch hunt hunter biden joe biden it just it somehow cheapens the whole thing even more like it was <laughs> absolutely begin with but hearing it out of his mouth and by the way like i, I we didn't mention this in the last segment when we were going through this and i want to make sure i put this up on the screen because not only did fox clap back at the republicans who tried to push this joe biden nonsense the house republicans clap back at themselves in true rate stepper fashion they released their own report they released their own report 
on their investigation into Joe Biden and his dealings. And guess what they found? No evidence of wrongdoing by President Biden after months of investigation and many public accusations of corruption against Mr. Biden and his family. The first report of the premier House GOP inquiry showed no proof of misconduct. Yet Mm -hmm. this still does not stop them from trying to go on all the networks to spout the same BS that even in their actual witch hunt, they came up with actually nothing, zero. And they were trying to fabricate it and they couldn't even fake it in a report. It's like over and over again. Going back really quickly to the Santos clip, have you ever seen a politician look so disheveled than when he's trying to talk to the press? I mean, his hair is all over the place. He just just looks guilty. He sounds guilty. The man is guilty. And here's the thing for our audience. Most of y'all probably know this by now. It's our district. He represents our district. We grew up in this district, the one that he represents, New York's third. It's infuriating. And that's why I'm so happy to have brother. I mean, we're here right like, now. And I'll and, tell you, like, I, it, I've been out of that. People hate I'm the kind of I'm, I'm People, talking. I'm like, like in the middle of a whole thing. I know. I know you script out your rants, but we could go back and forth and have a discussion. Anyway, <laughs> all I was going to. Uh, you know, I totally lost my train of thought. Go for it. Kyle, you were doing great. I'm sorry. No, I, didn't mean to I lost it. Go, I go, completely go. lost it. You were on fire. You're in New York's third and and New York's third district. We're, I'll, 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 I'll give we're, this we're, to our I'll give this to our viewers. You see, Jordy and Brett are at the same house together. So when they're in such close proximity to each other <laughs> as younger brothers who live, you get more of the younger brother. If you want me to actually analyze what's going, you were on a, you, were, you were on a roll. I don't want to interrupt, but sorry, go on. Seriously, I literally I I, I literally lost all of it. <laughs> But thank you. I appreciate it. Can I tell you what Michael Cohen said? Cohen had a very funny observation, though. Cohen was like, why is he wearing all those layers of clothes? He's like, it's like 85 <laughs> degrees it's very in New York though. right now. And he he goes, he's and then he then he said the same thing about Bannon. He's like, you ever see what Bannon wears? <laughs> he wears like a like a turtleneck on top of a turtleneck on top of a you know, a collared shirt on top of like a collared shirt and then a button. Like what is like, what's like, what are these, what are these people wearing? But let, let me just break down what the charges are. So everybody um, knows they roughly fall into three categories. The first is uh, in the indictment that Santos created his own LLC. It's, it's his own company. And he was telling people as part of the company that if you donated to it, it would go to his campaign um, and he would then just buy himself luxury gifts with it. Um, and so that was kind of the first the, the, the first crime. The second crime is unemployment uh, benefits fraud under the CARES Act, where certain unemployment benefits were distributed to people who actually and truly needed it as a result of losing their jobs due to COVID. When Santos was employed, he got about $25,000 from that fund, which he was not entitled to have by lying about his employment status. And then finally, he made numerous misrepresentations on his house disclosure forms about the amount of money that he would make, about how much money he raised. And there were so many crimes committed there. And so those are the three categories. Uh, and, and the indictment details pretty specific communications. Um, and so even after that, the fact that Kevin McCarthy, the weakest speaker of the House in history, can look at that and then be like, well, we still don't know what we're going to do. You know, it just goes to show you how weak McCarthy is. But let's remember, like the George Santos was the key vote to right. 
Kevin McCarthy the speakership. Like it was that vote that it was like literally one vote essentially that did it in the, you know, granted other people then kind of moved over uh, to the McCarthy camp as you got to like the 15th round. But Santos vote kind of put it over the edge. And similarly, this horrific bill that the MAGA Republicans pushed that would basically take away massive amounts of fundings from veterans and just critical social programs. Um, otherwise, they will they state that they're going to force Biden to default uh, or force the country to default mm-hmm. on that. Santos was the critical vote there as well. So Santos, this complete and utter fraud. Total fraud lied about every aspect of his life, where he went to college, what his jobs were, where he lived, that his grandparents were Holocaust survivors, that his parents were 9-11 survivors. You know, I mean, like the most horrific and ridiculous lies and engaged in all of these crimes. He is casting the critical votes Mm -hmm. that are impacting your life. Mm -hmm. You watching this, you listening to it. That's what's going on. Jordy. So the Santos lies in general, just to piggyback of what you're saying there, Ben, they were super sympathetic to the people in this district, because when you're talking about 9-11 here, where we grew up, when you're talking about families who had survivors of Holocaust in their own family, I mean, those are issues that are really near and dear to their heart. So it's not just that Santos lied to, to, to get, you know, to, to win his election. It's the type of lies that are so diabolical and disgusting in the which the way he did it. And now I remember also what I was going to say, and I don't even want to say it anymore because I was going to compliment you, Brett, and I was going to compliment you, Ben, because for our audio listeners, the one thing that we didn't call out when we played those clips of you guys predicting the the future and incoming indictments, those were from January. Those were from December. Those dates have timestamps on them, and I'm just so lucky and fortunate, and the Midas Mighty are too, to, to have you guys here to really just read the tea leaves, but also analyze the data and then figure out where that's going to lead to. We don't make guesses on the Midas Touch Network just to make guesses because we like to say salacious things. What we do is we look at the data, we're data first, we're truth first, and we're democracy first. All those things can be first at the same time. And that's what we do here. And I think that's what our audience appreciates. So Ben, great job. Brett, great job. I wish you didn't interrupt me. Jordy, great job. Everyone's happy to have you here also. You are great. Uh, you know, you're you're the best ad. You're the best ad uh, person uh, in the business. I love, I, I love the condescendingness. I love it. I love it. I love it. He's was being not, serious. He's being honest. That was not, that was not condescending at, at all. I'll, I'll pivot to talking about Jenna Ellis, who to say Jenna Ellis was anybody's top lawyer is something that is Is she such the one a, who Rudy Giuliani farted on and gave COVID to? The answer, point of order. the answer that I gave you is they didn't bother to interview a single witness. Just like you, they don't want to know the truth. That's right. Yeah, she is. She is the one. In fact, you that guys, Rudy farted you guys on. didn't know. I, you guys didn't know I had that in the chamber. And, <laughs> and, and Jenna didn't know Rudy had that in the chamber either. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That was really good. Red is always ready with that video at any given moment. If you talk about Rudy Giuliani. The answer, point of order. the answer that I gave you is they didn't bother to interview a single witness. Just like you, they don't want to know the truth. Sorry, you said you said the secret word, which is Rudy, and it just plays automatically. I can't, I can't, I can't even control really it. It just happens. It's really good.
So Jenna Ellis lives in Colorado. She was recently censured by the Colorado State Bar, which governs the legal licenses of, uh, of, of lawyers for repeatedly lying. She stipulated to all of her 2020 election lies and then lied about stipulating to the lies. Well, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss in their federal defamation case against Rudy Giuliani have been trying to subpoena her. They've been trying to get her testimony. They've been working with people who purported to be her lawyers. But then when they said, hey, we need you to accept service of these documents, they're like, yeah, we don't represent her anymore. And then the plaintiff's lawyers were like, well, do you know where she is? And they just ghosted them and like wouldn't respond. And again, that's just like a MAGA quality. It's just like it's just like wrong. It's like incompetent. It's just it's just bad behavior. And so Ruby Freeman and Shane Moss lawyers had to hire a private investigator, and they told the judge, it's federal judge Beryl Howell, hey, Jenna Ellis, we've learned, has left Colorado. She's posting occasionally on social media, but like we don't know where she is. We believe she may be hiding in her mom's basement in Florida. And so can you let us serve her with a subpoena via, not via fart, but via social media, but via social media, uh, direct message <laughs> and email and, and a few other methods of service. And the judge was like, yeah, sure. I mean, it's uh, a real problem that she can't be found, but she's obviously aware of these proceedings. She's going to have to testify. And the judge is like, we'll extend the deadlines for uh, Jenna Ellis to testify. So if Jenna Ellis thinks she's going to hide and run out the clock on the case, like she's going to get deposed. Um, and so also goes to show you because Jenna Ellis has said certain things that were complimentary of Ron DeSantis, like not like all in for DeSantis, but just hasn't posted like all of the kind of Trump anti-DeSantis memes and things like that. All of the MAGA Republicans have turned on Jenna Ellis and they absolutely like detest her and despise her and mock her. And then Jenna Ellis did a post recently about how um, she feels that the MAGA Republicans are sexually harassing uh, individuals and, and and women. But, you know, Jenna Ellis would also like post all of these like horrific things of MAGA Republican men sexually harassing AOC. It's just a mess. It's just yeah. a mess. And at the end of the day, the thing is, whether you're Jenna Ellis or Bill Barr or Ron DeSantis or Chris Christie whoever, you know, your role as a MAGA Republican is strictly based on your obedience to Donald Trump. And the moment you aren't strictly obedient cult member, you're out. And when you're out, they call you a rhino, a Republican in name only, or a uniparty Republican or a, they call you a, a leftist or a Marxist or whatever their name is, and then they come for you. History here it has so many examples of this. This isn't a new phenomenon. Sadly, it's a new phenomenon at the highest level of politics in the United States of America, but we've seen this before in history, there are countless examples of authoritarians who come to power utilizing these types of tactics, who create these cults of personality and behavior that function in the way the modern day MAGA Republican Party does. We just never thought that that could happen here 
in the United States. But seeing what took place on this in this CNN fascist rally event, seeing the complicity of media, seeing the complicity of the entire Republican apparatus, seeing all of that shows you that we were not immune. We are not immune to that happening and taking hold in the United States of America. So let's talk about that and what we can do together to fight back against it. But first, let's take this quick break. Oh, hey, when did you get here? Let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Henson Shaving. Look, everyone knows how annoying cheap razors are. The cuts, the irritation, the frustration. And don't get me started with subscription razor services, the headaches that those can cause. That's why you gotta meet Henson Shaving. Henson Shaving is a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer that has made parts for the ISS. That's the International Space Station and Mars Rover, and now they're bringing precision engineering to your shaving experience. Razor blades, they're like diving boards. The longer the board, the more wobble, the more wobble, the more nicks, cuts, and scrapes. A bad shave, it, it isn't a blade problem, it's an extension problem. By using aerospace grade CNC machines, Henson makes metal razors that extend just 0.0013 inches, which is less than the thickness of human hair. That means a secure and stable blade with a vibration-free shave. It gets better. The razor has built-in channels to evacuate hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. Seriously, Henson Shaving wants the best razor, not the best razor business. That means no plastic, no subscriptions, no proprietary blades, and no obsolescence. The Henson razor, it works with standard dual edge blades to give you that old school shave with the benefit of new school tech. Once you own the Henson razor, it's only about $3 to $5 per year to replace the blades. My first shave with the Henson razor was incredibly refreshing. The design is sleek and the durability is top notch. The Henson razor is truly much better than your run of the mill quote unquote traditional razor brand. And the affordability factor is absolutely game changing. No more wasting your money on expensive blades. With Henson shaving, you get a year of blades for just $5. Okay, so here's what you have to do. It's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that'll last you a lifetime. Visit hensonshaving.com Midas to pick the razor for you and use code Midas and you'll get two years worth of blades free with your razor. Just make sure to add them to your cart. That's 100 free blades when you head to H-E-N-S-O-N S-H-A-V-I-N-G dot com slash Midas and use code Midas. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. Now I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, boosted energy, immune system support, and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. Now I take AG1 in the morning before starting my day, and it makes me feel unstoppable and ready to take on my day. I'm doing something good for my body, like giving it my body the nutrition it craves, like covering my nutritional basis. I've tried a ton of different supplements out there, but this is different and the ingredients are super high quality. Very quickly, I noticed that it improved my energy and made me feel great. AG1 makes it easier for you to take the highest quality supplements, period. Just one daily serving covers my day's nutritional basis and supports my long-term gut health with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. It's one scoop of powder mixed with water once a day. AG1 is a really seamless and easy daily habit to maintain. 
Now, I'm asked all the time about, you know, the one thing I do to take care of my health that if I couldn't live without, what would it be? That would be AG1 by Athletic Greens. I need it. I can't think of another daily routine that pays off as well as AG1, which is why I trust the product so much. If you're looking for a simpler and cost-effective supplement routine, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash Midas. That's athleticgreens.com slash Midas. Check it out. Welcome back. Jordy, you really do great ad reads. Hey, I, big I, bro. I really appreciate it. Welcome back. We are live here on the Midas Touch podcast. And as I mentioned before, I think that if you were going to do an interview with Donald Trump, you got to have the right conditions. And because it's so hard to make the right conditions, given how um, despicably you know he lies and how ill-equipped an entity like CNN is, you, you, if you're not ready to do it, then you can't do it because the results of it, the actual harm it causes the country is a real problem. And media companies necessarily as the fourth estate mm -hmm. should have a sense of responsibility in what they are doing. Like what Donald Trump did and how CNN portrayed it traumatized most of the country who, yes. who, who watched that. And, and it's a real trauma because in his mockery of basic human rights, in his mockery of basic American values, in his mockery of sexual assault victims, in his mockery of our democracy, it actually, to most Americans who care about this country, which is far more than MAGA, it, 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 it is an insult. And so people say, well, what could Caitlin Collins, who hosted it, you know, you know do? Practice? And I think she did, you know, I, I think there were, I, I, I think she did a good, an okay job in certain areas. Yeah. But I think that what you really have to do, if you're going to do it, and I get that it's almost an impossible job, you, you either frame it the way we frame it here on the Midas Touch Network, that, that what you're about to watch is fascism. Which you're about to watch is lie after lie. Maybe you have a big board that fact checks them, but you have to call it out in real time as fascism. Or a moderator like a Caitlin Collins would have to practice against someone like a Trump to say, be quiet, be quiet, you're wrong. You're lying to the American people right now and let me explain why, you're a liar. And if Donald Trump walks off the stage and can't handle it, mm -hmm. that's, that's fine. But you can't let that fascism assert itself in the way it does. If that's going to happen the way it played out, you just you just don't do it if you don't have the scenarios that I just mentioned, and, and that's and that's how I feel about it. I, I again, I get the idea of why you may interview, but you got to be so super careful. And just and, and I noticed, you know, in the lead up to this, every red flag was there. First off, we've seen the direction that CNN has been going under the new leadership. We know that their ratings have been suffering. We heard that they made a deal with Donald Trump to get him to appear. So all the red flags were glaring. Then about, I think it was 
the day before, I think this was yesterday, one of these CNN uh, correspondents or journalists uh, wrote this, which really in particular bothered me. Tonight's town hall, Trump's first CNN appearance since the 2016 election, joins a list of other signs Trump and his team are attempting to adopt a more traditional campaign in his third run. Once I saw that, I said any hope that anybody had of this being an actual neutral setting, a legitimate space, a legitimate town hall where he was going to get real pushback, that just went out the window. Because if you follow us here on the Midas Touch Network, we play a lot of clips from his rallies. We play a lot of clips from him on the campaign trail. It's anything but traditional. Heck, even just a couple weeks ago, he was hugging that woman who was the QAnon supporter, who was the J6er. He made a point to go over to her. This is somebody who tried to overthrow the United States government. She wears this wacky outfit. She actually went to jail. for the January 6th insurrection. And he told her, you've been through too much. You're going to wind up being happy when I'm president. This is somebody who is repeatedly goes on the campaign trail. He calls Stormy Daniels horse face. He goes off on his, I'm going to pardon all the January Sixers out there. He formed the January 6th choir, a choir of people in jail for trying to overthrow the United States government. And you have somebody at CNN going, oh yeah, he just, oh shucks. He's just, he's just making that shift towards a traditional lane. And it, you know, it's, it, it, it became a joke so much on, on the old CNN also. I mean, they were n- not innocent either where they would say, oh, it looks like Trump's adopted a new tone, new tone, new tone. That became a whole joke, but it's always the same Trump. You're always going to get the same person. And they never, never learn. And now the new gaslighting is like, oh, well, you know what? You just don't want to hear. I guess you I guess you just can't hear people outside your perspective. I guess you're just afraid. That's no. not it at all. If you want no. to do this, you could do it absolutely right. And I think there is nobody we are hearing from more on a daily basis than Donald Trump, first of all. We are not blinding ourselves. We do not blind ourselves to him here. That is the last thing we do. But it's just so pitiful to see their take on this, and then to see the aftermath, which is just them kind of praising themselves and patting themselves on the back for a job well done, or something that was just so obviously an absolute disaster. And you never, never, you are the news network. You do not agree to the conditions of somebody as controversial as Donald Trump. If he says fill the audience with MAGA supporters, you do not, this is a town hall. You do not fill the audience full of 400 MAGA supporters. You've already lost. You've already lost the battle. You've already lost every piece of journalistic integrity you, you maybe had, every modicum of that you had by putting in the audience 400 MAGA people. You might as well put the January 6th choir. They basically did, Brett. They basically did. So back in my marketing days, real quick, when we would be preparing for a really big meeting, we talk about theater. And what theater meant was, hey, how are we going to organize the room to be in the best interest of of us? How is it going to benefit us the most? And so what disturbed me the most, you know, even outside just the, the town hall in general, was the theater of it all, was the peanut gallery, was the MAGA Republicans, these lunatics that they had clapping for Donald Trump with every word, everything he said. They were hanging on, ready to clap. Oh, we're going to call him Stormy Horseface Daniels. Clap, clap, clap. Oh, we're going to make fun of E.G. and Carol. Oh, clap, 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 clap. That tells you everything you need to know about what a sham town hall this was from CNN. And it's no wonder, there's no wonder 
why all of the Midas Mighty that I see in the chat from day to day, growing each day, week over week, day over day, say, hey, I used to watch CNN. I can't do that anymore. They're no longer the beacon of truth. All I care about is the truth. I don't want to be gaslit. CNN continues to move towards the realm of the Bill Mars of the world, where you just scratch your head and you're like, hey, at the end of the day, like, sure, are there issues where I think, you know, may maybe we go in general a little bit too far in certain respects? Yeah, but let's have a conversation about that. Don't just give me this gaslit BS and make it seem like I'm the crazy one while you continue to gaslight me, CNN by having these like lunatics at your town hall cheering on an insurrectionist. It's unbelievable. Let's talk about if the conduct was, to use CNN's words, traditional, okay? How about Donald Trump from the get-go saying that the 2020 election was rigged when it absolutely was not rigged? And, and just look at the way he says it and just Look how already from the outset, Caitlin Collins loses control. Play the clip. Uh, when you look at that result and when you look at what happened during that election, uh, unless you're a very stupid person, you see what happens. A lot of the people, <laughs> a lot of the people in this audience and maybe a couple that don't, but most people uh, understand what right happened. Right there is where you election, And it's a shame that we had to go through it. It's very bad for our country all over the world. They looked at it and uh, they saw exactly you, you, you what stop everyone the clip else right saw. There. You look because that's where I would stop it. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I, I'm just, if I, the moment he said stupid people, I would say, are you calling 80 million Americans stupid people? Are you calling everybody who worked for you stupid people? When he would go, he'd go, let me finish. Let me finish. I go, no, I'm not going to let you finish. If you're going to keep going down this path, I'm not going to let you spew lies here on this platform. And I know that's very hard to do. And by the way, I, I wouldn't allow him on the Midas Touch platform. But if you're going to do what CNN does right there where I said, that's where you jump in, that's where you got to jump in and you got to say, I'm not tolerating this right there. So I, th I think that's what you would do. So here, let me show you the next one. Is this a traditional view? He goes, he would pardon the insurrectionists. Play this clip. And what they've done, and I, I love that question, because what they've done to so many people is nothing, nothing. And then what they've done to these people, they've persecuted these people. And yeah, my, my answer is, I am most likely, if I get in, I will most likely, I would say it will be a large portion of them. You know, they did a very... And I would say right there... And it'll be very early on. I jump in right there and I would say, who? I'd say, would you pardon the Oath Keepers? Would you pardon the Proud Boys? Would you pardon, who, who, who exactly would you pardon? Would you pardon the individuals who attacked the police? Who, na name me who you're going to pardon. And again, because CNN set this up in, in this stochastic terroristic way with the crowd clapping like that, it looked like fascist, you know, you know, you know, what are, what are one of those, uh, what are one of those, you know, sh those talk shows from back in the day, you know, where, you know, like, almost like a fascist, fascist, Jerry, fascist Jerry Springer. It, it looked like those Russian, you know, those clips that we see of Russian propaganda exactly. shows. It looked exactly like, even the set kind of looked like it. Totally. And especially Bizarre. with the audience clapping along, Bizarre. it was like a, you know, they were creating consent for these fascist beliefs. Uh, you know, pretty directly there by broadcasting that along with this incredibly favorable audience to him. And here he is, the, he gets a question about the Access Hollywood tapes. Let's, let's listen to his response here. 
There was a tape deposition of you from October in it. You defended the comments that you made on that Excess Hollywood tape about being able to grab women how you want. Do you stand by those comments? I said if you're famous and rich or whatever I said, but I said if you're a star, uh, you are, and I said, women let you. I didn't say you grip. I said women let. You know, you didn't use that word, but if you look, women let you. Now, they said, will you take that back? I said, Women let you assault them? For a million years, this is the way it's been. I want to be honest. This is the way it's been. I can take it back if you'd like to, but if you're a famous person, if you're a star, and I'm not referring to myself, I'm saying people that are famous, people that are you stars, were asked in the deposition, people that are rich, to be a star people that are powerful, yes. uh, they tend to do pretty well in a lot of different ways, okay? You could stop and running right there. Yeah, so you see there where she talks and then he just talks over her and then and then she lets him kind of, you know, again, just kind of go on and on and on there. Like, you know, period, full stop, that's disqualifying right there. Like, and she, as the interviewer, at that moment in time, if you're going to bring him on and you're going to do this, you're, Brett, exactly what you said, you're saying that it is your view that women let stars and celebrities sexually assault them that that's that's your position that that's what that's just what women allow just want to be very clear that's what you're saying right there and she 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 didn't ask that question like she had her scripted questions yes she knew what you could say to push back but she did such a kind of feigned it it wasn't even like real you know, wasn't real pushback at all. Um, and then here, I'll show you this one. This is where he's answered a qu he's answering a question on the U.S. defaulting on its debt, and he's like, "Yeah, we 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 let's just do it. Let's let's default on our debt." Play this clip. Do you think about the United States' current debt situation, and how can we move forward? Uh, such an important question. So we're at thirty-three trillion dollars, a number that nobody ever thought possible. When we had our economy rocking and rolling just prior to COVID coming in, like literally, we were making a fortune. And oil, we were going to make so much money from oil, we were going to start paying off debt. But then with COVID coming in, we had to do other things. We had to keep this country alive because it was so serious. But we have to get the country back. We have to lower energy prices. We have to lower interest rates. Interest rates are through the roof. Energy has to come down. It all has to come down. And we have to start paying off debt. But when we have a debt limit, and they used that very seriously in me. They came in, Schumer came in with Nancy Pelosi, and they were using it, we'll violate it, we'll do whatever. They talked a whole lot different than they do right now. I say to the Republicans out there, congressmen, senators, if they don't give you massive cuts, you're gonna have to do a default. And I don't believe they're going to do a default because I think the Democrats will absolutely cave because you don't wanna have that happen. But it's better than what we're doing right now because we're spending money like drunken sailors. So you know, just to be clear, Mr. President, you think the U.S. should default if the White House does not agree to the spending cuts Republicans well, are demanding? you might as well do it now because you'll do it later because we have to save this country. Our country is dying. Our country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. By the way, it does look like the Russian flag in the background. <laughs> like, it does look very Russian propaganda. And, and, and then let me, you know, and then the basic facts you know, again, th this is all she does. Like, like the basic facts are 
you added 25% of all of the debt in the history of the United States with your policies. Your tax cuts for billionaires added $7 trillion to the deficit. Like you are aware that 97% of all of the debt in the history of the United States accrued before President Biden was ever in office. Like you're aware of those facts and you're okay with America having cataclysmic of impact by defaulting on its debt. At the end of the day, Donald Trump and the Republicans are actually trying to destroy the country. It's not hyperbole. This isn't like some leftist view of it, like, oh, no. It's what is going on, right? And I refuse to be gaslit. The might is mighty. We all refuse to be gaslit by the idea that's put out there by things like CNN to basically be like, well, one perspective is what Donald Trump just said. And we should give that a fair treatment. And yeah, there's another perspective that says, don't destroy the country and don't harass people and don't engage in egregious behavior. And both can have time, but you know, let's be fair to the sexual assaulters and the harassers and the um, people who want to destroy the country. Like, like let, let, let's, let's give them a little, you know, let's give them uh, you know, the, 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 just as good, if not better treatment. And frankly, they get better treatment. Like all of the coverage about President Biden, when things are actually, you know, against all odds, doing incredible right now, right? Like Donald Trump left the office with poison pills everywhere, trying to bring the United States into a depression, right? If Trump was the president right now, I have zero doubt we'd be in a great depression right now. But even with the Fed raising interest rates the way they are, even with inflation being caused by Donald Trump's policies, that's what caused the inflation. The policies by President Biden have with the Inflation Reduction Act and other major pieces of legislation when we had a functioning government, when the MAGA Republicans didn't control the House of Representatives and passed these major pieces of legislation, inflation fell below 5%, the lowest rate in nearly two years, right? I mean, that's that's significant, you know, and we have the Labor Department reported that U.S. wages were up 4.4% year over year in April, while the unemployment rate dropped to a 50-year low of 3.4%. And you barely hear, barely if ever hear the media talking about it. Instead, they give Donald Trump a platform. Here, play the clip where he says, uh, where he calls uh, the moderator, he calls her nasty. And she doesn't, she doesn't do anything in response. Play the clip. What's you the mind? answer? Can I, do you mind? I would like for you to answer the question. Okay, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to You're a nasty person, I'll tell you. Can you answer why you, very why you held on to the documents? That is the moment right there, though. Like, where? Caitlin Collins or any person who's in that position. He's there and says that you are a nasty person. And your response can be, do you really think that that is appropriate language from right. someone running for the office? Is that how you think you should be talking? How dare you? Like, that's an important moment. And she just lets him call her that. And, and, and CNN created an environment where the crowd laughed at her mm-hmm. while she was doing it. And then when he went on, I don't even want to show the clip where he attacks E. Jean Carroll because, frankly, it, 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 is, it, is that, it is that disgusting and that triggering what he says about her. 
And I think she's going to sue for another defamation case. I mean, her lawyer should, and she should. should, Absolutely. She absolutely should. And then you have the, you know, you have, I'll, I'll just set the stage a little bit. You have that crowd that's laughing at Donald Trump calling Caitlin Collins and you're a nasty person. They're cracking up as Donald Trump is mocking E. Jean Carroll, mm. who just won a trial where Donald Trump was too big of a coward to show up. A nine to zero unanimous jury within a three hour period who actually heard the evidence made a finding that Donald Trump was liable for sexually assaulting E. Jean Carroll, nine to zero, and awarded E. Jean Carroll five million dollars. And the MAGA Republicans in that crowd were laughing at it as he mocked her for it. They were cracking up and they as he was lying about all of the evidence. And and, and you saw them just like you saw their faces. And again, it it was a traumatizing thing to watch and 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 experience. And 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 I'm not a woman. I can only imagine, you know, what it must be like mm-hmm. if you it, 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 if you've been victimized by people like that, you know, and to hear him say it like that, and to have CNN platform it like that, like it is really PTSD inducing. It is really trauma inducing what they did there, and that and and. and and I'll give you one other point that I'll make too. You know, I see people say, well, they're doing it for the ratings. Bullshit. I mean, I know that's why they they think they're doing it. But part of fascism is trying to create this appearance that you're bigger than you are. So people surrender before you even have to fight, right? If, if you even want to think about the tactic that like ISIS would use, right? where they would just try to scare people before even coming into town. And that's the tactic that authoritarians use over and over again in general. And they make you believe the hype that doesn't exist. So when they talk about the crowd size and how big it is and the perfect phone call and they use this language, they're hoping just to kind of train you to believe their hype. But but the hype isn't real. And, and, and the reality is where most Americans are, what most Americans want to see is actually unapologetic pro-democracy content that calls it out. If you actually focused on the truth and you focused on going after these bad actors and being fearless in that approach, not only would you be doing the right thing, but your ratings will benefit as well. Because that's actually, it's such a miscalculation, but it stems from the fascist fallacy and buying into and buying into it. And it's it's sad to see where CNN's gone, but that's why our life mission has become, we know there are more Americans out here who support pro-democracy and truth. Just build a bigger platform than CNN. Just build a bigger platform than them. And that's and that's what we're doing. Sorry, bro. What were you going to say? No, well, part of the fascist fallacy also, and you hear this from CNN executives, you hear this from people like Elon Musk, they try to describe their beliefs as the center. And anybody who 
believes anything else is just, they must be far lefties. Oh, the leftists, the far lefties. It's not even pro-democracy versus fascism. They view anything that does not fit their fascist ideology as, oh, look at the far left. Look, we're over here in the center. And you hear this rhetoric often. They try to anchor themselves at the center when that cannot be farther from the truth. And even if you give CNN all the benefit of the doubt in the world and say, you know what? This guy is running for president. He is the leader of the Republican Party. He deserves a platform on our network. Let's give him all the benefit of the doubt. I dis I disagree with that. Um, you know, I think if you're going to do that, I think you better come well prepared. I think this actually could have been a good moment for CNN if they knew what they were doing, if they decided not to cave to his demands. Yeah. And audience of Trump supporters. And if you noticed in those clips, I believe they were in those clips. And if you want to venture to other clips, uh, good luck. You, you can watch those as well. But Caitlin Collins, every time she referred to Donald Trump, every single time, she didn't call him Mr. Trump. She didn't call him Donald. She didn't call, she called him Mr. President. Weird. I'm willing to bet. I am willing to bet that was in the deal as well. Totally. That not only does the audience have to be filled with MAGA supporters, but you have to refer to him as Mr. President. And to me, that is pretty bizarre, screwed up, and also pretty propagandish. And even if to the fullest extent of, like I was saying, he, he's the republic, he's the likely Republican candidate, voters deserve to hear from him, then why in the after show? Do you have a guy like Byron Donalds on to break it down, a Republican election denier who voted against certifying the election on to just spew the big lies some more? He certainly didn't need to be there to break it down and talk about Trump's performance. Why the following morning, this morning, on Thursday morning, one of the first guests they had on air was GOP representative Brian Mast. They brought him on to talk about how great Trump was and to spread the big lie. So even if you give them the benefit of the doubt on the Trump thing, it does not explain the rest of it, which fully speaks to their intentions here. And also what speaks to their intentions here, the comment by the CNN of CEO, which really bothered me when I saw it today. And here's a quote. He said, Caitlin Preston again and again and made news, made a lot of news. And that's in caps. And that is our job. I'm sorry, but your job. job as a news organization is not to be the story. Your job as a news organization is not to be the news. Your Thank job you. is to report the news. And frankly, you should have a bias. Your bias should be towards protecting democracy. And it's clear that you have lost that mission somewhere along the way. And that's what's so upsetting to me. But I know here we're in like democracy, um, unapologetically so. And we're not afraid to do it. And, you know, that's what all you here are also doing. You, you are all such a huge part of this mission. And that's why I'm so thankful to constantly be here with you each and every day to be in this fight, to be pushing back against this, this just gaslighting and frankly, just lies, just absolute lies that we are seeing day in and day out that tell you that this is normal. This is not normal. And we know that it's not normal. Make sure you hit subscribe. We're on our way to 1.5 million subscribers. We're hoping Let's to go. get there by this summer. If you just watch this on YouTube, do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your audio podcast. It's free to subscribe on YouTube. 
It's free to subscribe on audio podcast. If you listen on the audio podcast and you haven't subscribed to the Midas Touch YouTube channel, make sure you do that. Check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch. In the next week or so, we're going to be announcing our next live Zoom that we're going to be doing with the Midas Mighty. We'll make that announcement. And so make sure you subscribe now. You could... When, when we set that, you know, we'll, we'll figure out which day we're going to do it. Um, but you can ask us any questions. You can meet us. And, you know, we spend a lot of time answering questions. And if um, for whatever reason we run out of time like we did last time, we then hold, held a whole new session where we answered questions for anybody who had their hands raised. And so if you go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch, you can instantly um, be able to join the live Zooms where we kind of discuss our plans and again, answer your individual questions. And there's even one membership tier there called Honorary Producers Shout and the Honorary yeah, the honorary producers is is it's great, and um, your name appears at the end of the podcast. Let's go. Here, here it is, right here, um, and it really helps fund this independent media uh, platform. But no worries if you can't do it. Um, that's patreon.com slash Midas Touch. You can check us out at store.midastouch.com as well for the best pro democracy gear. We're talking 100% made in the U.S. and 100% union made uh, merch. And again, a lot of people try to copy our merch. And I usually say imitation is, is you know, is, is the, one of the best forms of flattery, except for the fact that when they're not doing it 100% made in the U.S. and 100% union made, mm-hmm. uh, make, sure you get, make sure you get the authentic gear at store.midastouch.com. Summer collection coming soon. Love it. Want to thank all the Midas Mighty out there for watching this. What an eventful week. Um, hang in there, you know, stick together. Um, we're so grateful for you. Um, and uh, we'll keep fighting together. Don't you worry. Until next time, I'm Ben Micellis. Have a great, great day. Jordy, take it away. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. Lock him up. Indictment season is upon us. Celebrate with the new Indictment season t-shirt and v-neck exclusively at store.midastouch.com. 